It's time for America's most unique motorsports show, Mostly Motorsports with the Racing Boys, brought to you by Rod and Supply and the Power Eye Midwest Lightning Sprints. Good afternoon, everyone. Welcome to Mostly Motorsports. It's all brought to you by Rod and Supply, featuring the Power Eye Midwest Lightning Sprints. I'm Scott Trailer. He's Kirk Elliott. We're the Racing Boys. Todd Surprise, our producer extraordinaire, always working for us, always working hard for us, and always does a great job for us here on RBN, the Racing Boys Broadcasting Network. Kirk, how you doing, buddy? I'm doing great. We had a great time out at Eldora Speedway, didn't we? That was fun. Uh, I, I I stayed out there in, until um, Saturday morning. And then it, it was going to rain on us, and it rained all day that day. And I didn't think they were going to get it in. I thought it was going to be a real late night. So I peeled out before the Kings roll. Yeah, I'm, I'm shocked that they got it in. I, I and, and let me just say this about what happened on Saturday morning. Saturday morning, when we were on the air, my device, my wireless device went dead and it was completely dead and i didn't have another one available to me because both of them were dead two we, devices were dead we were worried yeah and we could have brought you on by phone but but our phone system was down on saturday morning so we couldn't do that we didn't right. have our backup I, I tried. I tried to call in, and it's <laughs> just busy. It, no available. It was just a busy signal because <laughs> the phones it. were dead. Yeah, I could have. So. We could have tried to reroute you through, uh, but it, like you said, there was no way. Uh, may, you know what we could have done? Maybe we could have zoomed in. Well, we tried, but you lost your. You couldn't uh, do it because uh, you didn't have it, any internet. I didn't have any internet. Yeah, you lost it. We, we had you we zoomed had you in. Zoomed That's in. how we you got it. on the air. We had uh, you on for how long was I on? First, uh, two segments. Two segments. Two segments. We went to that last commercial break, and that was when we lost you. Forty about forty-five minutes. You uh-huh. were on with us. So that was it. And and then what'd you guys do for the rest of the show? We played we talk racing, just, and then we played. We had a full Kirk <laughs> talked racing. <laughs> we talked more in racing because uh, it's mo- uh, listen. But Kirk, he's got to be a smartass. <laughs> He we, just says well, talk racing. What did racing. you think we were doing? We we the played all the time. we played all those interviews. You, you played all the interviews. We had a lot of interviews because we didn't right. play um, we didn't play any really the first hour because we had just that one interview. So we had right. a, we had a real long interview. And if you guys like you said, we appreciate you guys tuning in every Monday. But man, make sure everybody knows about that. That Brian Brown interview we played on Saturday morning was seven minutes of thirty five. So. I, I, I think the problem was the generator wouldn't run the their charging yeah, device it didn't have, the generator because didn't have I, 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 to when charge. i came into the house yeah. i plugged it in and it, and it worked charging. it worked <laughs> that's how that works usually. yeah I, I think it was the generator that was well, the biggest problem we're glad you got back okay we just like you said everybody made it through the storms okay hopefully knock on wood and some more big storms again last night across the country so yeah it's kirk it's been something kirk donnie shots picks up the king's royal um really rugged racetrack that night wasn't it well as you'd expect as much rain as they got yeah all day long at eldor all Speed. day and the track was cowboy up that is for sure yeah no and, doubt and uh he was fortunate enough to win the sixth heat race which put him on the pole 
And he made it count for his sixth Kings Royal victory. Yep. One shy of the record that Steve Kinzer has won. You think people are going to be pulling for uh, Donnie Schatz next year to win it, to tie Steve Kinzer? I would say so. And it's it's kind of, uh, it, it it is strange to see people cheering for Donnie Schatz when they used to boo for years because he won all the time but he hasn't been winning as much lately and he's getting some cheers now which he never used to get right um kirk uh, a a big announcement today um we'll get into the million dollar race here in just a moment and just so you know we've we've got logan shuhart scheduled to be on the show today just so you know so he will be on the show today but um big news breaking news uh, Anthony Macri and Corey Day are going to sub in for the injured Tyler Courtney. What do you got there, Kurt? Uh, yeah, Tyler Courtney got hurt in, on Thursday night at the uh, the Million, as did Danny Dietrich. Both those guys weren't able to run the uh, Kings Royal over the weekend due to uh, some pretty heavy crashes. And uh, the Clawson Marshall uh, racing car uh, will not have – Tyler Courtney in the car for a little while because he was complaining of a back injury uh, suffered in the incident. Not sure exactly how long Courtney's going to be out of that ride. But Anthony Macri, which was uh, subject of the other big news of the week, stepping out of the family-owned 39M car for whatever reason we don't know. Kirk, we do know. Him and his dad got into it. Well, that's... uh, that would be what you would uh, assume to happen. And it's not the first time that they've done this. So dad and son getting into it, and Anthony said, I'm not going to Eldora Speedway. Right. And the rumor has it that he's going to be driving the 11 car. That that That's the rumor that I heard, is that he's going to drive the 11 car that Buddy Kofoit used to drive. That would be the Leighton Crouch right, ride. Right, right. So that is interesting. Yeah, Buddy Kofoid got let go of that car here some weeks back. Yep. And they had uh, some different people uh, driving that car for a while. One of them uh, was uh, Corey Eliason, who uh, stepped into that ride. Right. And now they're looking at Anthony Macri. And who wouldn't be looking at Anthony Macri? Well, uh, He's uh, about as talented a young driver as there is right and, now. And there, there's another rumor going around. That Anthony Macri could drive the 71 car, the Indy, uh, Bernie's car. That would make sense because yeah. who was it when they had the uh, the drama with the Shuttleworths, the, the, the change in the crews and everything, who right. stepped in to help out in that? Bernie Stugent. And uh, he's the one that kind of righted the ship there for Anthony Macri here a couple of years ago when that all went down. So that would make sense that uh, the 71 car would be uh, – open for Anthony Macri. Shane Stewart drove that car this past weekend. He didn't have much luck this weekend. I think he tore the tore up that car pretty good on that last night. Yeah. Yeah. On Saturday night too. Yeah. He's, Mm -hmm. uh, but, uh, you know, Shane Stewart's not driving full time going back to his day job, which is running port city speedway. So that 71 car would be open. So, uh, Anthony Macri would be a highly sought-after talent by a lot of different people, and uh, I'm not sure if uh, his he and his dad is, will ever get back together for uh, racing or not. Listen, let me just tell you this, Kirk. 
family have problems from time to time. And I believe in my heart that Anthony Macri will be behind a 39M car again someday soon. What do you think? I would not be surprised if they uh, mm-hmm. get, get it back together. And, you know, families have more of a tendency to get back together than right. people who are not related to one another. So right. there no is doubt. always a chance that the Macri family will uh, mend things up and Anthony be back in that car. But as of now, uh, there's a lot of people out there that's going to be seeking out Anthony Macri services because why wouldn't they? As uh, talented as he is, right? Now. Right, yeah. Um, Logan Schuhart picks up the million dollars, Kirk. He led every lap of that race. Were you surprised at that? Not really. Uh, that he start, he got a great starting spot on mm-hmm. on the pole, as you pointed out. But there were only three restarts the whole race. Right. One of them was a planned break for fuel and tires that happened at about lap 20. And there was a big uh, restart right after that, after a horrific crash involving Aaron Reitzel, who got sideways in turn number one, collected Kyle Larson, Spencer Baston, Geo Selzy, and Lockie McHugh. That was a that, big that was a That was a gnarly wreck right there. Yeah. I'm telling you, it, it, it was he was so lucky that Kyle Larson didn't get hit in the door as he was flipping. Because if if that would have happened, that could have been bad news. Yeah, that's uh, fortunately nobody nobody was hurt in that wreck. And uh, after the restart on that, they went straight to the checkered flag. Yeah, about twenty nine thirty laps right to the checkered flag, and Logan Schuart had pulled out to about a three and a half second lead by the time that race ended. So he had it pretty well covered, uh, Carson. Uh, Macedo finished in second place. Pretty solid effort for him. And mm-hmm. uh, it was Brad Sweet finishing in third. We're going to have Logan Schuart on here. He's due to call us here in a few minutes. So we'll talk to him. I about just it. said that, yeah. Kurt. So it's uh, it was a uh, it was a great performance by Logan Schuart. It was. Only to be dampened the next night when he didn't make the A main and neither did Brad Sweet make the A feature for the Kings Royal on Saturday night. So let me bring up a topic that was going around in the, uh, in the media room afterwards. Um, I was standing with, um, uh, with Brad sweet after the races and Brad sweet thought that they need to run this race about every five years. What do you think about that? Well, no, no, uh, more frequent than five years. I I was saying ten years ought to be no. The that's too long. To win. That's too long. That's too that's too much time in the between. The two late model million dollar to win races they've run at Eldor Speedway. There uh, were twenty two years in between. Uh, those uh, two uh, races. Kirk, there's no reason to run twenty two years and, and just as, that's why I say ten years. That's about right, right. Right. But they they shouldn't have it every year. This shouldn't happen every year. I agree with you. I think that it, about every five years would be perfect. And, you know, listening to Brad Sweet, I think that that is the perfect time to do it about every five years. Run for a million to win, and let's do it here in, in five years. What do you think about that? 
I'd be okay with that. Yeah. If Tony Stewart is up for it, hey, I'm good. Hey, did you know what year Tony bought that racetrack? Uh, I forgot how Two, long it's been. 2005. Has it been that long? Yeah. So he owned the racetrack when you and I were there last. Right. So that that's uh, longer than I thought. Right. I know Earl was still around at that time when we were there the last time. Right. But, um, uh, so we got uh, Logan Schuhart on, Jack Wagner, who won. Not only did he win out at uh, Valley Speedway, but he won down at Double X last night as well. And we're going to have Chase Rodman on and Trenton Berry as well. So we got a lot of guests today. Uh, yeah, we were talking about uh, Tyler Courtney going to be out of out of the car for a little bit of time. Danny Dietrich was another guy who uh, was injured, going to be out of the race car. Uh, I'm not sure exactly how soon he'll be back, but uh, he was injured also. Uh, so wish uh, both those guys speedy recovery right. get yeah. back in the race cars. Yeah, I, I got to thank Marie for sending me the link. Um, I, I, I could tell you this about Marie. She is uh, one of our favorite listeners, to be honest with you, just to be fair. And she always sends me tidbits of little bit of news that goes on out there in PA. And she sent me the link today about um, Anthony Macri and Corey Day filling in for um, Tyler Courtney. So that's going to be good. Two what, heavy hitters right there to fill in. Corey Day is a hell of a race car driver. Big sponsor, NOS Energy Drink, on the sponsorship of that car. Right. Tyler Courtney, uh, the reigning champion for the All-Stars. So that, uh, you know, hopefully gets back soon because obviously with him being out of the car, that's going to affect his chances of winning another, another championship. So Listen, we uh, wish Tyler uh, uh, the uh, best uh, in getting back soon. Hey, Frog, you're wrong. Sprint cars are not like Formula One. You start on the pole and win. That is not the case. In fact, last night, or no, it was Friday or Saturday night, um, Austin McCarl beat Davey Heskins on the final lap of that race, didn't he? At Knoxville. At Knoxville. Yeah. That was some good racing up That there was a Saturday hell of a night. race, man. That was just a great race. Looked like he had him set up, and then... Um, um, who, who had had the caution driving the Beaver car? That would be Aaron Jennington driving the Beaver two car. Man, you know that is that was shocking to me. Is that I didn't realize that that Aaron Jennington was driving the twelve car. I didn't see that coming. I has hasn't he driven that car once before this year? I can't remember. I don't remember if he has or not. But, but unfortunately, he drew out the yellow, and the, the caution came on the final lap. And then uh, he went around, and he ended up beating Davey Heskins at the line. Yeah, Heskins started sixth, grabbed the lead from uh, Terry McCarl, who started on the outside of the front row. Right. So Heskin and Mc Austin McCarl both made pretty good charges up through there. Heskins starting sixth, and Austin McCarl fifth. And yeah, Terry McCarl led a good portion of that race, didn't he? Yeah, he did. Yeah. He just, and he ended up in fourth place when it was all said and done. Chase yeah. Randall came from eighth to third, who, by the way, later on in the night, uh, Chase Randall ran the uh, uh, 360 car to a feature win. 
his second of the year. Mm -hmm. uh, started outside the third row and won that race, passing Garrett Williamson late. Looked like Garrett was uh, on his way to victory, but Chase Randall had other ideas. Davey Heskin, also running in the 360 car the other night, finished in third. Right. Uh, Dusty Zomer wins up at Houston's last night. He did. And Danny Lasoski turning the wrenches on that Kirk, car. that's old news, just so you know. He was uh, inducted into the Hall of Fame at Houston Speed. The Houston Speedway Hall of Fame had their induction ceremonies last night, and Danny Lasalski was Kurt, one of the inductees. Last just so you know, he was helping Henderson at Lakeside. Just so you know. Yeah. So after uh, working with Brian, his nephew there for a couple of years, he's uh, turning the race you know, the, the, the other race cars. The thing about Danny is is that Danny wants to be involved in racing. and He didn't want to travel as much as Brian he, did. He doesn't want to travel near as much as what Brian wants to do. So anyway, Justin Henderson is the guy right now. But, you know, Justin Henderson is a pretty damn good race car driver, isn't he? Yeah, he's, yeah. Won, he's won races both mm -hmm. at Knoxville and at Houston Speedway. Right. But Dusty Zomer, that was his first win last night since 2016. Seven years since the last win at Houston Speedway for Dusty Zomer. Mm -hmm. So uh, he's a big veteran racer, been around a long time, finally breaking through with a win after uh, not getting there for a number of years. I, I want to give a shout-out to Kirk. He wrote a couple stories um, when we were out at Eldora, and you need to go back and read those stories because they're they're pretty good. Um, and also, um, the ASCS National Tour got rained out at Batesville. Did you see that? They got the whole weekend wiped out. Didn't yeah. they? they got a lot of the show in at Thunderbird Speedway on Friday night, but the A-Main got wiped out. Yeah. And then they, they called the race off at Batesville early in the day. Mm -hmm. So no no ASCS racing over the weekend. Too bad for that. I was out at Valley Speedway on Saturday night. You brought up Jack Wagner. We're going to have him on a little bit later on in the show. Great save I by mean, Jack I, I, Wagner. I, I did mention that. A great save. He got that car sideways up in the air, bicycled up, and it completely lost its forward momentum. Somehow he kept that car going. And he was running second at the time. On a later restart, he grabs the lead from Corey Schutte and wins after that wild uh, action that happened at Valley he biked it up. Action. He biked it up really big. He did. Yeah. And how he saved that car, I don't know. We're going to talk to him about it a little bit later on the show. And then, as you pointed but out, he backed you know, it up. You know what, what, what he did California. when he biked it up? He immediately passed the second-place car right after he biked it up. Yeah. Did you see that? Yeah. Kept it going. Right. Kept the hammer down. Boy, did, was he excited when he jumped out of that car on Saturday night. Mm -hmm. He was excited because he knew that he had uh, he had saved that car. And uh, you, you don't see very often a sprint car getting sideways like that, able to save it, keep it going, and then win. Right. So rightly so, he was he was pretty jacked up when he crawled out of that car after winning on Saturday night. All right, so we want to take a break right now, and when we come back, we hope that we'll have Logan Schuhart on the show with us here in just a minute. He picked up the million dollars at Eldora, and 
he was pretty jacked up about that, wasn't he, Kurt? And who wouldn't be? Who wouldn't be? That victory lane was as wild as any you'll ever see. Yeah, no doubt about it. All right, so we're going to take a break. When we come back, Logan Shootheart joins us here on the show. We'll be right back. Stay tuned. Race fans, the National Sprint Car Hall of Fame and Museum is open seven days a week, year-round, for you to come in and check out all of the wonderful race cars on display in the museum. And our online store at SprintCarStuff.com is open 24 hours a day for you to check out everything that we have in stock for Sprint Car fans. Whether it's for a birthday, anniversary, or Christmas, SprintCarStuff.com has it all. That's at the National Sprint Car Hall of Fame and Museum in Knoxville. When Steve died, the outpouring of love was amazing. These dollars had come together um, to support us, and we realized, no, we didn't want to use them for us. We wanted to use them to help others. The foundation has done so much for so many people. It helps any any family that has somebody, rather be a crew member or one of the drivers that get hurt, we can help them to get through the situation. I was injured in a non-wing sprint car accident that broke my neck and left me with a spinal cord injury. In the hospital eight months and that got really, really expensive. So having that extra help to help push me and my family forward was a big deal. Yes, Steve's death is the reason the foundation exists, but it's Steve's life and it's the lives of racers everywhere is the reason we are able to do the work we do. Go harder, faster, stronger with Rod and Supply. Whether you are running industrial, farming equipment, or a race car, Rod and Supply has the assortment of rod ends, radius rods, and specialty products that will help you lead the field in performance. Our superior design means our rod ends last longer and perform better, giving you the edge on the track and saving you money. Contact Rod and Supply or order online today at rodandsupply.com. We don't just sell them, we race them. Rodandsupply.com, serving the racing community for over 30 years. Welcome back. It's mostly motorsports. It's all brought to you by Rod and Supply, featuring the Power Eye Midwest Lightning Sprints. And joining us now on the show is Logan Shuhart. He picked up the million dollars. And, man, that that had to be a thrilling victory, Logan. Uh, definitely. Uh, thrilling. Uh, I don't know the... The words for it, I've said a few times that I wish I could explain better how I feel, but uh, to win a race like that, you know, we've finished second in every major, um, you know, sprint car race, um, National Open, the Kings Royal, uh, Knoxville Nationals, but uh, to win a race like that, you know, we know we had a chance, we had a good chance, we knew we were going to bring a pretty fast car uh, to the event, but it just seemed yeah. like everything fell in place the whole night and every time we went out in the track we did exactly what we needed to and and got the job done so just this crazy night for my my family sponsors friends everybody that's a part of this race team to be able to make something like that happen right it, 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 were you were you shocked that you led every lap um i knew that's almost what we needed to do to to win the race you know we when we got out uh, after we won our heat race, which we knew was going to be challenging and got, you know, that part of the night accomplished, uh, went up, drew the one, um, you know, 
butterflies are rolling then you know you got a great shot at it at right. that point but uh when you draw the one you're starting on the pole you know it's like i said in my interview at the racetrack it's sometimes you want to start third or fourth uh so you can kind of watch the leaders for a little bit before you attack and, and make some moves but starting on the pole you know at, at that point the goal is to get out front uh control the race and and don't let anybody get a shot at, at, at passing you so right uh we had a few restarts there in the beginning where we had to, to make something happen but we never um never gave up the lead and and uh you know everything worked to plan yeah i think most people looked at the 1s car as the fastest car of the weekend would you agree with that I think I think we were. I told my team I was very proud. Obviously, you know, to win a race like that, we're, you know, that made probably our whole year. But to, um, you know, bring a car out door, we were able to win there in May, uh, win an outlaw race there in May, and um, we're, we've been fast every time we went to outdoor. So um, I think every time we, you know, we qualified. I think the worst we qualified was third out of eighty some cars. The worst we qualified all four days was third. Um, you know, the million day. Obviously, we didn't qualify, but uh, warm ups, quick time. Um, so I believe we brought the fastest car. And um, you know, as far as the Kings Royal format, just the, the rain earlier in the day made the, the format really tough. And yeah. it's so hard to um, try and sandbag or, you know try to hit the invert right so that you start on the pole and um if the racetrack's wide it's like you can start sixth and, yeah. and, and race your way up there or uh they were doing the they spin the wheel for a couple of years and you could maybe start fourth or, or whatever but uh, i was just proud of bringing the fastest car and i feel like we did a great job we passed cars all, all weekend and went forward every time we we're on the track so right um yeah. but to, to win the biggest race and in, in sprint car race in history it's just unbelievable for for my team and, and everybody involved yeah let, let me ask you about the whoops down there in one how challenging was that down there uh i feel like our car handled it pretty well our, we've i've dealt with that in the past for certain tracks or um it's not really a hole but there's like you said it's like a whoop in the track where um the the, the surface just isn't very even yeah um and it causes the cars to want to jump, but uh, and the suspension with you know traveling that fast and the downforce of the car uh, pushes it down so hard that they start to bounce. But um, our car handled that pretty well. It actually went through. I never really felt like watching the cars on Saturday night uh, bounce around. And some of the, you know our teammate Landon Myers got the bad end of that deal, but yeah. um, actually handled it pretty well and, and went through them pretty decently. Let me let me ask you a question. Does Eldora feel faster than Knoxville? I don't know. That's hard hard to answer. There's different parts of the track that um, I'd say Eldora is probably a little bit faster just because of the banking. Right. Uh, yep. A lot of times probably show that too. Mm-hmm. Uh, but uh, well, they do. But uh, Knoxville, just the the way it races. Uh, can can make it feel fast and things happen quick and uh, it's, it's technical and it's other but it's two different totally two totally different racetracks but um, very technical in the way you race them. Hey Logan, this is Kirk. Congratulations on the win. You mentioned after the race on uh, Thursday night that you normally like to start on the outside 
Uh, but you knew the inside was the way to go. You didn't have all that many restarts that you had to deal with on Thursday night, but the inside was the way to go all, all throughout the whole event, really, wasn't it? Uh, when you're leading the race, it's a little bit different story. If you are behind somebody, like, say, third, fifth, seventh in that area, um, Eldora is not a good place to start on the inside. It's, you usually get a better start starting on the outside. But uh, if you're leading the race, uh, it's a little bit different story. You kind of set the pace, um, especially on a, on a restart, not an original start. Uh, you can kind of choose when the race starts and when to get on the gas, and, and everybody follows you. But um, even on an original start, starting on the pole, um, as long as you don't let somebody get to your right front corner and kind of, which Carson did to me, the one the one restart where he almost beat me uh, into the corner, I was able to drive up in front of him and kind of take the air off his wing. But um, as long as their left front doesn't get in front of your right front and kind of, uh, trappy down the track usually you can can beat second place into the corner at Eldora just by driving up in front of them yeah uh, I, I gotta bring up the the sore subject um you ended up running seventh in the last chance showdown on Saturday night that track was extremely rough that night wasn't it it, it, it seemed like it was a little bit rougher than normal yeah that, that's us talking about a little bit earlier the king's royal format is is tough you know it's it's okay if the racetrack's wide and slick um you know putting the slower cars at the front you can kind of still race your way out there and and race your way by them but um when you invert 36 cars you know yeah. i don't think anybody i think carson macedo is the only one that he qualified seventh and he's the only one that you know he transferred barely through the b um but other than other than him, anybody that was in the top fifteen to twenty, I don't think they made the show. So yeah, um, it's it's just tough. The, the rain made it wet and fast, and even some of the cars who struggled all week uh, were starting up front. And I actually, I told my guys after the um, before the heat race when we saw the heat race lineup, and Donnie was starting sixth. He's on the pole of the sixth heat race. So Donnie's going to win another King's World tonight. Right. Yeah. Yeah, because we knew the sixth uh, heat winner was going to go to the pole. Yeah, it's um, and and just like you know, we started on the pole of the of the million and, and won, but um, the racetrack was wide. You had guys passing. It's just it makes it makes it tough when uh, you got to start back there, and the racetrack's kind of wide open. Hey, when did it stop raining um, that day? When did it stop around five or six o'clock? Is that what time it quit raining? Yeah, it rained pretty hard overnight, and then it drizzled and, and rained periodically decently throughout the day until probably 5 or 6 o'clock. So yeah. they had the racetrack sealed over, um, but it's still, when it rains that much, it's getting down into it, and it, did, is, it was pretty – it never slowed down. It was fast the whole night. Yeah. How hard is that as a driver to watch it rain all day, not knowing if you're even going to run that night and get keyed up for another big event like the King's Royal – and you just a couple of days after winning the million dollars, just uh, what goes through your mind sitting there watching it rain all day? Yeah, I mean, I know we all knew that Kings Royal, you know, the event, that's that's one of those ones. It's not like a normal World of Outlaw event where, um, you know, if it's going to hurt the crowd a little bit or um, the racetrack's too wet, they might cancel it, knowing that, you know, the racetrack's not in the best shape. Yeah. You know, that happens sometimes. But when it comes to the Kings Royal, you know, we're going to, 
unless it's pouring all night long, they're going to run that thing at four in the morning if they have to. So um, I tried staying, <laughs> staying in the motorhome a little bit longer, take a nap because I, I figured it was going to be a late night and I knew we were going to race uh, no matter what. But actually, once they did get the show rolling, they did it pretty quick. Yeah. Uh, did you ever feel there was a chance that uh, Carson Macedo was going to give you a little bit of a run there? I mean, he, he kind of showed his nose a little bit there at one point, didn't he? Yeah, like I said, the one restart, he uh, he actually beat me to the to the line. Um, and like I said, he kind of got to my right front corner on the start. And the, the All-Stars or, you know, Eldora Speedway were doing – a little bit different deal than what the the outlaws do. You know, if you're the leader, you can kind of go anywhere between three and four. Yeah. Um, which which makes a lot of sense to me. But their uh, their restart zone was pretty pretty narrow coming out of four, so you almost had to start at the same spot every time. So even though we were leading the race, it was almost like uh, Carson and I were starting. You know, there's just a an original restart almost every restart. So. Um, Fortunately, we were able to, to beat him almost every time. And the time that he did beat us to the line, um, I was able to drive uh, across the bottom and make it really tough for him to drive down underneath of me by driving right. across in front of him. Yeah. Hey, talk about that victory circle down there. That was about as wild as you could ever imagine. Why wouldn't it be uh, your grandpa down there? Just a lot of people in that victory circle talk about that. Yeah, it's uh, a lot of emotions were flying around uh, at that point. Uh, you know, especially once we pulled around, got to the scales, the light turned green. You know, everybody's going wild. You got uh, family, friends, uh, fans, sponsors, everybody involved. You know, um, that they're letting across the track or they're already in the pit area, and just you know, there's a lot of excitement. Um, you know, sponsors, people that have been around for a long time. Uh, been a part of this team, seeing where it started and where it came from, and uh, just sharing a lot of excitement. So the question is of the day is, what does it feel like to win a million dollars, and then what are you going to do with your part? Uh, um, I don't know. Like I said, it, you know, one of the biggest things to me is, uh, you know, trying so hard. To, to win one of these crown jewels and coming so close and running second and, and every one of them and, and not winning one. And then, um, you know, one that was going to mean, you know, almost probably the most to me would be to win a King's Royal. But uh, to go to Eldora, you know, the biggest race in sprint car this year, the biggest winner's share, and to be able to win that, you know, let, let alone the money, but to what it means to put my name in kind of the history books. Yeah. Or, or, you know, that, that, that itself means – a ton to me uh but to win that kind of money is you know i can't even fathom that, that you know what that kind of money looks like yeah um we're but you know especially where you know where we come from and and you know still running used tires all the time and, and all that stuff but um i'm actually sitting in a storage unit right now because i sold my house and i'm oh. working on either either or i was uh, trying to uh, get to build, you know, had dreams of building my own race shop, and uh, so I can definitely get started on that now. Yeah, okay, so l here's the question of the day I as far as I'm concerned. Should they run this race every year, or should they run it every five years? What What is your thoughts on that? 
Uh, like when they asked Brad Carson and I that in the media saying, you know, for us, we, we wish they'd do it five times a year, but <laughs> right, um, yeah, you know, obviously that's not sustainable, or you know, it's not going to, you know, have the same uh, magnitude probably. But uh, I don't know. You're still racing for a million dollars, but um, I know some other tracks and other um, venues want to make make their track happen race for a million dollars so um i'm sure there's going to be some other ones um you know how often it is i don't feel like there will probably be one next year yeah um just like we see in the late model world but uh you know it's in question if there's going to be one the year after that and where it might be whether outdoor is going to do one and there's some other tracks talking about doing it too yeah we're we're watching you on the video right now man you had the biggest smile on your face that it it was such a a thrilling victory for you and we can't thank you enough for taking the time to join us here on mostly motorsports um logan congratulations on picking up the million dollars man that that was a thrilling victory and i know a lot of people are happy for you right now what'd your grandpa say after this what was his first words to you (laughs) he uh he never gets uh, you know, real wild or excited. I don't think he ever did when he raced. And it's funny. He didn't, he just came up with a big smile. Uh, congrats, shook my hand. You know, I gave him a hug and he, he said, you did a great job. You drove a perfect race and, uh, you couldn't have done it any better. And it was basically, uh, all he said, and he, he's, he was getting interviewed himself and, um, yeah, we actually haven't got a chance to actually sit down and talk about it since then. Since obviously we raced the next day, we've traveled. I just just got home, and we got all kinds of stuff going on. But um, I haven't got to actually just sit down and talk to him about it yet. But um, yeah, he just told me I did a great job. He's proud of me, and um, definitely, definitely a really cool feeling, especially when you ever hear those words come out of his mouth. Well, I remember uh, how he got excited, how how excited he was when he won the Knoxville Nationals right, yeah, back no. in the day. Yeah, he was pretty excited there. I'd say the crowd was uh, pretty similar about how everybody was acting around the car when he won that race. It felt, you know, very similar with the way the way they acted when we pulled into Victory Lane on Thursday. Hey, what did Tony say to you on the phone? Uh, basically the same thing. He just con- congratulated me, told me that you know, very deserving win, that he's proud of me, and um, you know that if that kind of money was going to go to, to any team, he's got it. He went to somebody like us. And um, we, I, when I answered the phone, I, thank, I said it's a long way from, from that uniform that you got me. And uh, so for people that don't know, about one of the first years I started, about 2011, uh, 2012, I was wearing one of my grandpa's uniforms. Oh. And uh, Tony actually uh, – traded me said hey i'll get if you give me that uniform I'll, I'll buy you your own and i'll get you two helmets so he actually bought me two helmets a uniform that? and i traded him one of my grandpa's uniforms so yeah that's where that came all right logan thanks so much for taking the time to join us on the show today man we can't thank you enough for doing so and uh congratulations picking up the million and uh, man that was a thrilling victory and um we can't wait to see you up at knoxville nationals coming up all right, thanks, guys. Thanks for having me. Congratulations, All right. Logan. All right, there you have it. Uh, Logan Schuhart joining us on the show today. 
Yeah, that was cool. Bobby Allen down there in yeah. Victory Circle, and uh, yeah. you know he's he's won a couple of big races in his career, and to see his grandson win that that was pretty awesome. Yep. All right, we're going to take a break. When we come back, are, are we going to try to get Chase Rodman on when we come back? Yes. Let's do that next. We're going to have Chase Rodman on with us next right here on Mostly Motorsports. It's all brought to you by Rod In Supplies, featuring the Power Eye Midwest Lightning Sprints. And uh, we'll be right back. Stay tuned. You're listening to Mostly Motorsports with the Racing Boys. Rod and Supply is involved with a variety of motorsports as well as industrial applications with many different types of products. Since 1989, Rod and Supply has provided superior products priced competitively. Whether you're racing at the circle track or drag strip, rock climbing, or going off-road, Rod and Supply is an assortment of Rod and Radius Rods. And specialty products to keep your equipment moving. Rod and Supply's experienced staff is ready and willing to help you with your needs. Their promise is to continue to provide a superior product with superior service so you can stay in front of the field no matter what it is. To learn more, go to rodandsupply.com. Rod and Supply is involved with a variety of motorsports as well as industrial applications with many different types of products. Since 1989, Rod and Supply has provided superior products priced competitively. Whether you're racing at the circle track or drag strip, rock climbing, or going off-road, Rod and Supply is an assortment of Rod and Radius Rods. And specialty products to keep your equipment moving. Rod and Supply's experienced staff is ready and willing to help you with your needs. Their promise is to continue to provide a superior product with superior service so you can stay in front of the field no matter what it is. To learn more, go to rodandsupply.com. Here at Specialty Sportswear in-house, we do all of the screen printing, all the embroidery. We do some vinyl. The other add specialty items like your pens, magnets, notepads, calendars. You can actually buy that to build your business to make it larger. We have the largest screen printing process and the largest embroidery anywhere around in the area. We can do stuff all the way from your school clubs to sports teams, a professional look in the office. If you can imagine it, we can do it for you. Rod and Supply is involved with a variety of motorsports as well as industrial applications with many different types of products. Since 1989, Rod and Supply has provided superior products priced competitively. Whether you're racing at the circle track or drag strip, rock climbing, or going off-road, Rod and Supply is an assortment of Rod and Radius Rods. And specialty products to keep your equipment moving. Rod and Supply's experienced staff is ready and willing to help you with your needs. Their promise is to continue to provide a superior product with superior service so you can stay in front of the field no matter what it is. To learn more, go to rodandsupply.com. Race fans, the National Sprint Car Hall of Fame and Museum is open seven days a week, year-round, for you to come in and check out all of the wonderful race cars on display in the museum. And our online store at SprintCarStuff.com is open 24 hours a day for you to check out everything that we have in stock for Sprint Car fans. Whether it's for a birthday, anniversary, or Christmas, SprintCarStuff.com has it all. That's at the National Sprint Car Hall of Fame and Museum in Knoxville. When Steve died, the outpouring of love was amazing. These dollars had come together uh, to support us, and we realized, no, we didn't want to use them for us. We wanted to use them to help others. The foundation has done so much for so many people. It helps any, any family that has somebody, rather be a crew member or one of the drivers that get hurt, we can help them to get through the situation. I was injured in an on-wing sprint car accident that broke my neck and left me with a spinal cord injury. In the hospital eight months and that got really, really expensive. So having that extra help to help push me and my family forward was a big deal. 
yes, Steve's death is the reason the foundation exists, but it's Steve's life and it's the lives of racers everywhere is the reason we are able to do the work we do. Go harder, faster, stronger with Rod and Supply. Whether you are running industrial, farming equipment, or a race car, Rod and Supply has the assortment of rod ends, radius rods, and specialty products that will help you lead the field in performance. Our superior design means our rod ends last longer and perform better, giving you the edge on the track and saving you money. Contact Rod and Supply or order online today at rodandsupply.com. We don't just sell them, we race them. Rodandsupply.com, serving the racing community for over 30 years. Welcome back. It's mostly motorsports. It's all brought to you by Rod and Supply, featuring the Power Eye Midwest Lightning Sprints. Joining us now on the show is Chase Rodman. He he did such a great job with the interviews and everything that was going on. Um, Chase, how you doing, buddy? I'm doing great, guys. Uh, feeling good after seeing uh, a historical week in sprint car racing. It was great to be a part of it. Uh, something I'll never forget, and uh, I'm sure you guys won't forget it either. No, no doubt about it. Um, were you surprised that Logan Shuhart led every lap? Um, I'm not surprised. I wasn't surprised at all to see him win. I guess, yeah, I was kind of surprised to see him lead every lap because I thought it was going to be, you know, no hold bar. Everybody was going to be going as hard as they could. Um, obviously I think we kind of saw that in that first heat race that night that everybody was trying to get everything that they could right. and, uh, had some issues there, but, um, you know, I think Logan was definitely one of the guys that we all had kind of circled as a contender to win. Um, and he was, I mean, he was just so good in that race. And, you know, to me the whole week, it seemed like the track wasn't exactly what the Eldora that we're used to seeing, you know, right. I feel like every race was one off the front row, which is, it, it's kind of not as exciting as we're used to seeing at Eldora, but right. um, you know, something was just a little bit off. You know, it, it seemed like the track had some pretty good whoops down there in turn one for the entire weekend. A lot of people crashed down in turn one and two. I mean, there was a lot of gnarly wrecks down there, wasn't there? Yeah, and it wasn't like it was just one night. You know, there was right. the night that Carrie, Carrie got in there and wrecked and – um, you know, Landon Myers and Justin Peck, they wrecked at the same time. And there was a couple other incidents throughout the week. Uh, yeah, one and two was sketchy. And then it was fun to watch there on the final night, the Kings Royal night, to watch Marks and Larson get up there and try and go above it. And that made it for some exciting moments there. But, yeah, they just the whole week, I felt like it wasn't the Eldor that we're used to seeing where it's really, really slick. Um, and there was never really a bottom. I feel like when it came to the features, there was no, there was nobody making any ground on the inside of the racetrack. Right. Yeah. What do you make of that, Chase? What What do you think's going on? Uh, I I think it. To be honest with you, me personally, I I think that that those whoops down there in one and two was just it was there and they just couldn't get rid of it. Yeah, I don't know what they could have done or even tried to get those out of the you know out of the. Uh, equation really i think once they're there um and you run four straight nights yeah it's just you're you're done i mean you need to have i think that takes you know a couple of weeks of you know uh reshaping or you know getting the 
getting the blade out and trying to smooth it out. You're not going to fix that overnight, you know. And then, of course, that rain came in on the final night, and that, I feel like, um, you know, multiplied the severity of those of those whoops a little bit even more, you know. Um, right. So, and I don't know why the bottom wasn't a factor all week. Obviously, that final night, it, was, it rained so much that it was just, you know, hammered down the entire night. But I don't know what – the deal is going on you know I, I didn't watch that big late model race they had there i don't know if it was the dream or the world i can't remember which one they had but i heard that race wasn't very good either so uh, it sounds like they just got something they got some work to do you know yeah. uh, last year everything was perfect you know i remember the racing was so good there the king's royal was super good um but this i i just i don't know they they, they missed something that's for sure yeah uh, the dirt late model dream it rubbered down it locked down rubber down about halfway through that 100 lap race Oh, okay. Yeah, I heard it was. I heard it wasn't very good. I didn't. I didn't hear about the rubber, but I mean, at least yeah. we didn't have that that problem at all throughout right. the week. Right. Hey, listen, when when Kyle and Geo and Baston all flipped down there in turns one and two, that was a grinding wreck, and it was lucky that uh, Kyle didn't get hurt in that accident. Right. Yeah, him and uh, well, Lachlan McHugh. I feel like he took the the hardest hit out of anybody in that whole thing. He came in really late and ran into, I think it was Kyle, uh, and took quite the ride. Uh, yeah, that was a scary accident there. And, you know, I think if, you know, if that wreck didn't happen, I think Kyle could have made it interesting with Shuhart for that race. Yeah. Um, obviously, we'll never know. But uh, I was impressed all weekend, though, with Aaron Reitzel. You know, he was uh, battling up front uh, for the for the prelim night of the million. And then, you know, obviously, before he got into the, the hole in turn one and wrecked, uh, you know, he was right up there with everybody for the million, too. So it's good to see them, those guys finally getting some speed in the eight car because I feel like over the last couple of weeks, or, you know, not even weeks, but more like the last year or so, they haven't really been a factor when it came to Outlaws, All-Stars, High Limit. They've kind of, obviously, they've been good at Knoxville and, and some lower series, but yeah. I feel like Aaron Reitzel and, and A just, uh, up until this weekend, they really haven't been a big factor. You know, it, it was surprising to me in the last chance showdown that Brad Sweet come up one short and Logan Schuhart, he ran seventh and they didn't even make the show on, on Saturday night. Were you a little surprised well, I, by that? Oh yeah. Well, I, me and uh, Blake Anderson were talking off the microphone. What were the Vegas odds of three shark cars showing up and the one that made the show was Landon Myers. Right. Um, you know, that, that is insane that that was the case. Uh, but, yeah, I mean, that's just the product of the track being super tough to pass on. Obviously, we all know that the format of the King's Royal is ruthless. Um, when you, you get guys like Sweet and Shoehart and Jacob Allen and, I mean, a whole bunch of fast guys didn't make the show. Brian on, Brown, on, he was one of them that did Brian make it. Brown. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, Brian Brown didn't make it. I mean, there's a whole bunch of other ones, but uh, I can't think of them off the top of my head, but. Um, you know, and people are criticizing the format, but I feel like if the track, if, if it didn't rain as much as it did and when we got the normal Eldora that we're used to seeing, that six-car invert would not have been a problem. You can pass cars in heat races at Eldora. You can pass cars in a last-chance showdown at Eldora. But when, when you're given those circumstances, even Brad, I saw him do an interview with Matt Weaver that, you know, with the cards they were dealt, I mean, that's just that's the best he could do. I mean, right. you put Sam Haberkeep Jr., up in front of him, he's not going to make a mistake on a track like that. You know, you're not going to be able to pass him. He's, he's got the best of the best stuff. They've probably got equal race cars, and he's going to be a tough guy to pass. 
Right. Yeah, that's the thing. Brad Sweet and, and uh, Logan Schuart, these guys didn't do anything wrong. They were just a victim of the of the racetrack. Uh, 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 where they started is really what – because Logan started ninth and um, Brad started fifth. And, and as we mentioned, Brad just come up one short. But, you know, when you start that deep in the field and you got a really fast and rugged racetrack, it, it, it's going to be difficult to get up through the field, isn't it? Oh, absolutely. I mean, we saw it there with Schuart. I mean, he was stuck behind, you know, McKenna Hasse for half of that race. I don't even know if he even ended up passing her, but I'm not saying, you know, McKenna Hasse is slow or anything, but it just goes to show a guy that just won a million-dollar race couldn't pass somebody that hadn't made a World of Outlaws main event at Eldora. You know, I mean, right. that, just, that just shows you right there how how tough the track was to get around, guys. And, you know, we saw that even in the feature, even after that, the, all the laps that were turned on it during the, the during the V-Main. It was still hard to get by anybody in that feature event. You know, Marks was, you know, obviously making some moves. Larson was making some moves. Rico came through the work area and got back to, like, six, I think. But, right. I mean, besides a couple of guys, it was it was tough, man. And, I, it's, uh, you know what, what I hate, guys, is I hate when we have a, a huge race like the Million we have a huge race like the Kings Royal uh, where everybody in the racing world is watching us. Yeah. Or even the Chili Bowl sometimes, and the race just turns out to not be that good. You know, I right. hate when that happens because, you know, when we have all these in- incredible races on a weekly basis, not everybody is watching, right? And it doesn't get that attention. But, you know, the million comes around and Logan Shore leads all 50 laps and he wins by eight seconds or whatever. <laughs> not even a close battle and that's what you know the basic nascar fan that might have been tuned in and the basic indycar fan that would have right. tuned in for just that race like well hey that wasn't that exciting you know oh, or, or or a formula one fan because the average pass for the lead in formula one is 1.2 yeah and mm-hmm. you know who's going to win before it starts that yeah. that's yeah. that's no not exciting at all but you know, real race fans, Chase. I don't care if you're a fan of dirt racing or NASCAR, or whatever. Not every race is going to be great. That's just the way it is. Oh, 100. percent I agree. Yeah, I agree. It just, um, you know, I, what what I did say to somebody was, if the race was going to be not, uh, you know, too thrilling, I'm glad a guy like Logan Schuhart was able to win. Yeah. You know, that's kind of my main takeaway from. It. I'm just glad it wasn't, you know, a blowout by Larson, who's Let's. Just, I mean, he's not hurting for money, obviously. You right. Know? I mean, he won a million-dollar race earlier this year. So um, it was cool to see that team, the story behind that team, and everything they've been through to, for them to persevere and come through and, and win that race was a great storyline for a race that really wasn't too thrilling. So I guess that was kind of um, a save face, really. But you were really fortunate, Chase, because the most thrilling part of the whole night for me was watching that victory circle down there, and you were right in the middle of it. Yeah, the one with uh, with Donnie was was awesome. You know, I, I love seeing Donnie win, um, especially after everything that everybody on Facebook and Twitter and all this stuff, they all say that he's washed up, blah, 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 this and that, and he goes out there and, and spanks them, right? I mean, yeah. When you put him on the front row at Eldora during the Kings Royal on a track like that, he is not going to make a mistake and get past. You know, he right. he knows how to pace himself through a race like that. Um, I think as soon as he made the pass in the heat race to to you know start on the front row of the feature, I kind of knew that it was going to be super hard to get by him. 
and um, you know it was it's it's awesome to see what we're seeing with him right now. Obviously, he's not having the seasons that he would have liked, but you know even last year, you know he only won a handful of races, but he was still able to win the Knoxville Nationals. This year, he's right. only won two races, but he's still able to win the Kings Royal. Uh, it just goes to show that he. He shows up for big races, and he can right. turn it on when he needs to. You know, yeah. What what made that thrilling to me to watch was how emotional Donnie got down there because he knew he hadn't been running the best here lately, it, it, and it all fell into place for him one time. I don't think I've seen him that emotional in Victory Circle as we saw him on Saturday night. And for that matter, he seems like Donnie really likes you, Chase. Mm-hmm. He does, yeah, um, and. That wasn't the case, um, you know. Twenty twenty, uh, we weren't we weren't too cordial with each other. But um, you know, recently, uh, you know, when, whenever we go to to Fargo for for outlaw races, we you know all go over and, and hang out and you know have a couple beers at his at his uh, sister's house down the road from his place and hang out. And you know, he obviously him and I have a a pretty funny relationship that uh, sometimes. <laughs> comes out during the dash draw or, or right. you know a podium interview or whatever so um yeah he uh and it was weird you know because the day of the king's royal we were going and getting interviews for the dirt vision studio for dave reef and whatnot for his little pre-race show and donnie was like i went to go talk to him and i could tell even before i was within 30 feet of him i was like oh man he is he is not in a good mood he does not look happy he has not been running good all week and, um, you know, I asked him the questions that they wanted me to ask him, and he looked like he wanted – that's what I said victory lady. It looked like he wanted to punch me and, you know, <laughs> throw me on the ground and all that, you know. But I know that – it's nothing that I did, obviously, but it's just how they have been running this year that gets him into a mood like that. You know, he's won five Kings Royals, and in his mind at that point in time, he probably thought he had no shot in hell of winning the race. Right. You know, so, but, uh, you know, obviously later on he, he won, and, and it was funny to hear him say, you know, I, I do, you, you know me, Chase, I wear my emotions on my sleeve, and right. this morning was was a indicator of that, you know. So um, he recognized that <laughs> he was a little ticked off at me that, you know, earlier in the afternoon, but it was all worth it later on in the night to see him get that sixth win. Isn't it amazing how how the fans have flipped with Donnie shots and now they they cheer for him? It, it it's kind of crazy, isn't it? Yeah, because they booed the hell out of him about five ten years ago, didn't they? Right. Well, and I couldn't really tell uh, during the during the starting lineup call when Johnny announced his name. It almost I couldn't tell if they were booing. It, or if they were cheering. It, it, it kind of sounded like uh, there was a few people still booing, wasn't there? Yeah, and I was like, well, <laughs> you know, that's just, I guess that's just um, remnants of, of the years of his domination, right? Um, but I think that there was not many people there. No, If you were a sprint car fan that follows the sport over the last three years and you know what Donnie has been going through and all this, that I don't think there's many people in the in the place that night that were sad to you know that were mad to see him win. Yeah, you know, um, you everybody knows greatness when when uh, they see it. And to me, he's the best that there ever was, the best that there ever will be in this sport. No one's going to do what he's done ever again in with right. World Outlaws. You yeah. know, so and and it's great that I'm I'm just pumped to be able to say, hey, I was there for 
I'm not going to say it's his last Kings Royal or his last Knoxville Nationals. I was there to watch Donnie Schatz win his 6th Kings Royal. I was there to watch him win his 11th. I could tell that to my grandkids when I'm 72 years old one day. Right. You know? So um, he's, the, he's one of the best. I think he's the best ever. Um, and there's not going to be anybody that can really change my mind about that. Yeah. I, uh, I still say Steve Kinzer just a little bit number one, then Donnie Schatz number two. That, that's my thinking. I, could, I mean, obviously Steve is, is really, really good, where he was, obviously. But right. I just think that everybody's so much closer now. You know, everybody's got the same stuff. The guy that ran 24th in the Kings Royal – Feature or the guy that ran even 15th in the last chance showdown. I feel like they all have the same stuff as the guy that won. Right. And I don't know. Was that? I don't know if that was the case back in the 90s. Right. Yeah. I wasn't around, obviously, but yeah. I, just, I just don't think that was exactly the case. Um. So a big announcement came down today. Claus and uh, Marshall Racing. They're going to put Anthony Macri and Corey Day in, and they're going to substitute for uh, Tyler Courtney. What do you know about that? Uh, yeah, I was I was kind of surprised to – well, obviously, I mean, the drama really started at the beginning of the Kings Royal before right. anything even happened, the whole week with Macri and, and DeWeese and everything. Um, but, uh, yeah, that was – I mean, that's kind of an interesting move. You know, I feel like Macri's never really ran anybody's car besides Bernie's right. uh, outside of his own family car. So I'm interested to see how he – is able to run in somebody else's, you know, somebody else's uh, car, and I think if he does good, that could open some doors potentially to him finding uh, a a bigger and better, you know, ride on the national stage, right? Yeah. Um. So I'm interested to see how that works. I really am interested to see how Corey Day does. He's kind of in that same that same boat. You know, he's only ran for that 14 car. He's ran a little bit for his dad stuff as well right. in the past. So. A huge moment for both those guys to be with a team, a championship team, um, to prove themselves. And, you know, if they do, then I feel like there could be some coroners calling them and knocking on the door here. Let me me ask you this. There's a couple rumors going around that he he could drive Bernie's car, the 71 car. And there was another rumor floating around in the pits that he might drive the 11 car, Anthony Macri. What do you know about that? Uh, well, I, I could definitely see the Bernie thing because that's happened before, obviously. Mm-hmm. Um, and I don't think Shane Stewart's going to be racing anymore this year besides maybe Knoxville. Um, right. But, yeah, I mean, for now, I mean, besides the 7BC, I don't think Anthony's got anything uh, lined up, you know. So that could definitely – I'm sure he's been calling Bernie and talking to him a little bit. Um, but, uh, you know, I heard this coming up here uh, – that well, I don't know if this is how true it is, but I heard maybe Tanner Thorson might be in the 39M car for the Outlaw races coming up here this week. So I don't know if that's you know that's another rumor. I'm not saying that's 100 percent true, but um, there the <laughs> the silly season in sprint cars in 2023 right. is one we're going to look back on in a few years. And be like, wow, uh, what the hell happened? You know, it's right. been crazy so far. What did you think about Lance DeWeese driving the 39M car? How did you think he did? Well, I, I mean, that's tough because I feel like Lance is, you know, when you think of Lance and you think of the 69K, you always think of those guys as going to Port Royal and, and running the bottom and running the middle. You go to, They go to Williams Grove, and he's so good at rolling the bottom there. 
and you go to Lincoln and he's good at rolling the bottom there, right? But I feel like it was so much different for Lance to step into a car that has been set up to literally drive straight at the wall and absolutely pound the cushion, and that's how it goes fast. And that's not Lance DeWeese's style of racing. Right. You know, so, uh, and Lance, obviously, he really likes it when it's slick and slow, and Eldora all week was not slick and slow. So um, I think for, the, for them to make the show on Saturday – uh, was a good way to finish the week because they weren't very good the rest of the time. Yeah. Uh, then he, I think he lost breaks or something in the future, but um, at least they were able to do that and, and ended on a high note, I guess. Right. Lance will be back in that '69 Kreitz car this weekend at uh, Williams Grove Speedway and Baps on Wednesday night. Williams Grove this weekend. Chase uh, back to racing the PA Posse this weekend. Yeah, and uh, you know I've never been to Baps before, so. Uh, excited to get there for the first time. I've ne- I don't even think I've really ever seen a video of of sprint cars there. I know it's kind of a smaller track. I've heard some good things about it, so uh, really excited to to get there and, and experience that and see who you know. I think the Outlaws haven't been there in 30 years, so there's going to be a lot of guys as far as the Outlaws go that don't have any notes to look back on. Could be another way for the for maybe the posse guys to. Um, to win one, maybe. And then, uh, right. you know, Williams Grove, we rained out there, I think, two times already this year. So um, we'll see how that one goes. But, uh, yeah, uh, excited to get back to, uh, to to Posse Country. And, you know, they're the, the toughest guys the Outlaws have to face on a, you know, stay on the, you know, uh, for the, um, on a regular basis, right? I mean, those right. are the guys that put up the biggest challenge. So yeah. we'll see if any of them can take home a win. Chase, uh, we can't thank you enough for uh, taking the time to join us each week on the show, man. We we really appreciate it. You did an awesome job this weekend. I I I, I was there watching you, but I I never came up and, and and said hello to you. But you were just all over the place, man. You were doing a great job. Yeah, Scott, I saw your uh, little name name tag or whatever the on the desk in the media center, and I was looking around for you, but I couldn't find you. So yeah. Um, be whatever the next race you guys are at we can we can meet up but yeah hey i appreciate it it was uh obviously it was a, a busy weekend um a lot of stuff going on so it was fun um and uh you know man it's crazy to say that or it's crazy to think that knoxville is only like two and a half or three weeks away right you know uh, the next the next crown jewels coming up quick for are, sure we'll see at knoxville yeah are That's you a first are you tired right now are you a little bit tired uh, I am, yeah. Uh, we didn't go to bed before about 3 a.m. every single night. So yeah, yeah. Um, we I slept in a little bit today, um, and uh, but I'm I'm you know I'm still somewhat young, I guess, so I can recover quickly. Right. Yeah. Okay. Good. Chase, thanks. Thanks again for taking the time to join us on the show today, man. We can't thank you enough for it. All right, hey guys, we'll talk to you next month. Thanks, Chase. Thank you. All right, there you have it, Chase Rodman joining us here on the show. One other bit of information that we're going to try to reschedule that rained out 34 raceway show. It's been canceled. They can't work in a date, so that event will not be made up. Where's that at? 34 raceway that was rained out a week ago. Yeah. So uh, they couldn't get it back on the schedule, so it's been canceled. All right, so when we come back, are we going to get Jack Wagner on next? Uh, We will. Uh, Before we go to break, uh, just wanted to talk about what's going on up at the Hall of Fame. We've been talking about that Corvette they're going to be giving away a week after the Knoxville Nationals, but also they've got the sprint car raffle going on again this year. You can win a brand-new race-ready 410 cubic inch sprint car. 
uh, by signing into the raffle. They'll give that away in December. It's a triple X chassis with an Al Parker 410 racing engine, complete package, race-ready car. So get signed up for that today. And I know they've sent tell, out. Tell them about the Corvette, Kurt. Tell them about the Corvette. And we will, uh, yeah, we'll talk about the Corvette that they, I don't think they've taken delivery of this car yet, right? Uh, just tell them about the Corvette, though. Uh, it's a Z07 uh, 2023 Z06 Corvette with a Z07 performance package in the pearl white metallic tricoat color along with $25,000 cash. And uh, it's a 760 horsepower, 5.5 LT6 V6 engine. Goes from 0 to 60 in 2.6 seconds. Eight-speed transmission, lofty 8,600 RPM, creating 670 horsepower. That's powerful. The all-new aluminum cylinder block casting with small block engine. Uh, the signature 4.4 bore spacing, dual coil valve springs, 460 pound-foot of torque. And it is unbelievable, this race car. Each engine is assembled. And I call it a race car. It's a race car on the street. Uh, each engine assembled by one engine technician, and each engine is personally signed by the engine tech who assembled that engine. Scott, do you think they'll get this car? It's getting close here to the Knoxville Nationals. Well, they'll have it. They'll get it. So it's going to be given away. Go to uh, win a Z06 uh, Corvette.com to sign up. And again, August 19th is the drawing date for the National Sprint Car Hall of Fame Corvette. And if you want to buy any merchandise from the store, you can always do that at SprintCarStuff.com. That's SprintCarStuff.com. And they've got the Williams Grove Speedway exhibit up at the Hall of Fame. You need to check that out. Right. If you're heading up there, I'm going up there this Saturday. Going to check some IndyCar racing up there this weekend at Iowa Speedway just up the road, and then going to the sprint car races on Saturday night. So uh, I'll, I'll try to get in, check that Williams Grove exhibit out. I've not seen it yet. Have you seen it yet? Nope, I haven't seen it yet. So. No, I did see it. I did see yeah. it. Yeah, so yeah, looking forward to uh, viewing that exhibit that's on display right now. I, I, I might go up there this weekend and watch the races at Knoxville. Uh. You're also on the list at Iowa Speedway if you want to go up there check I know that it. out. I know it. The, uh, Indy car races on both Saturday and Sunday at Iowa Speedway. Got well, hey, there's some, weekend. there's some bands playing up there. Who is it? Uh, you got Carrie Underwood. You got Kenny Chesney, Zach Brown Band, and Ed Sheeran. How about that lineup and for that, concerts that, around races? Hey, Todd, that's a stellar lineup right there, yeah. isn't it, bud? I'd like to see Kansas Speedway start to implement a little bit of... They need to start doing some concerts yeah. out there. Just bring them in. Pay well, them. They have had concerts. Yeah, I know, Speedway. but they need to do what they've been doing lately at NASCAR and these events, yeah. which is bring in real concerts. Right. And not just a pre Set up a stage yeah, out there on the, on the front straightaway. Yeah, and yeah. not just a pre-race show we need these post-race big concerts boy high v is really putting out a lot with indy car racing they got this event up here at iowa speedway and their uh their car won yesterday christian lungard for ray hall letterman lanigan racing won on the streets of toronto yesterday high v is uh is really putting out the dollars for uh, this event up at iowa speedway and uh, you get to see two races this weekend that's pretty cool well 
the racing up at Iowa Speedway is exceptional. Yeah, because absolutely. it's a seventh, eighth mile racetrack. I've I've raced up there one time. Yes, you did. Yeah, I get to see. I blew up a motor. I I was second fastest on the timesheet, and I blew up my motor in the last practice session. You remember that, Kurt? I remember that. Yeah, That's get been to see what, two races years ago. Uh, Ten, twelve years ago. How oh, was that, that was probably about um, yeah, about twelve years ago, yeah. probably. Yeah. They don't have NASCAR. This is the only big weekend they've got at the track the whole year. The IndyCar night last on Saturday night they had the ARCA series there. Yeah. Uh, but that race and these two races this weekend is all they've got going. When on are those concerts going to be on, Kirk? Uh, 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 do, do they have them all in one day? No, they they have uh, they split them up. They split them up. One before the race on Saturday. One after the race. And then they do the same thing on Sunday. I was looking to see they got two races that going, which out. is which is awesome to have two indie races on one weekend and, right. and one venue with. Yeah, like how you said, you when, see that when you get you don't you don't get to see indie. They race had it last double year. dip like that, and then with all the great concerts in between, that's an awesome ticket right there. Right, no doubt. I was just looking to see how that all lays out. I'll I'll look that up, and uh, you know who who plays when. when. Right. And I'll have that here in a little bit. All right. We're going to take a break. When we come back, more Mostly Motorsports. It's all brought to you by Rod and Supply, featuring the Power Eye Midwest <laughs> Lightning Sprints. Sorry about that. Um, anyway, where are they? Do you know? We'll find out where they're going to be racing the next time, Kirk. You want uh, to do that for me as well? Yeah, they're going to be at Electric City Speedway this Friday night. This Friday uh, the night, Midwest Lightning Sprints, and congratulations to Stanley Kreisel. He won the feature at I-35 Speedway on Saturday night. All right, we're going to take a break. When we come back, more of Mostly Motorsports. Again, it's all brought to you by Rod and Supply, featuring the Power Eye Midwest Lightning Sprints. We'll be right back. You're listening to Mostly Motorsports with the Racing Boys. Rod and Supply is involved with a variety of motorsports as well as industrial applications with many different types of products. Since 1989, Rod and Supply has provided superior products priced competitively. Whether you're racing at the circle track or drag strip, rock climbing, or going off-road, Rod and Supply is an assortment of Rod and radius rods and specialty products to keep your equipment moving. Rod and Supply's experienced staff is ready and willing to help you with your needs. Their promise is to continue to provide a superior product with superior service so you can stay in front of the field no matter what it is. To learn more, go to rodandsupply.com. Rod and Supply is involved with a variety of motorsports as well as industrial applications with many different types of products. Since 1989, Rod and Supply has provided superior products priced competitively. Whether you're racing at the circle track or drag strip, rock climbing, or going off-road, Rod and Supply is an assortment of Rod and's radius rods and specialty products to keep your equipment moving. Rod and Supply's experienced staff is ready and willing to help you with your needs. Their promise is to continue to provide a superior product with superior service so you can stay in front of the field no matter what it is. To learn more, go to rodandsupply.com. Here at Specialty Sportswear in-house, we do all of the screen printing, all the embroidery. We do some vinyl. The other add specialty items like your pens, magnets, notepads, calendars. You can actually buy that, build your business, and make it larger. We have the largest screen printing process and the largest embroidery anywhere around in the area. We can do stuff all the way from your school clubs to sports teams, a professional look in the office. If you can imagine it, we can do it for you. 
Rod and Supply is involved with a variety of motorsports as well as industrial applications with many different types of products. Since 1989, Rod and Supply has provided superior products priced competitively. Whether you're racing at the circle track or drag strip, rock climbing, or going off-road, Rod and Supply is an assortment of Rod and Radius Rods. And specialty products to keep your equipment moving. Rod and Supply's experienced staff is ready and willing to help you with your needs. Their promise is to continue to provide a superior product with superior service so you can stay in front of the field no matter what it is. To learn more, go to rodandsupply.com. Race fans, the National Sprint Car Hall of Fame and Museum is open seven days a week, year-round, for you to come in and check out all of the wonderful race cars on display in the museum. And our online store at SprintCarStuff.com is open 24 hours a day for you to check out everything that we have in stock for Sprint Car fans. Whether it's for a birthday, anniversary, or Christmas, SprintCarStuff.com has it all. That's at the National Sprint Car Hall of Fame and Museum in Knoxville. When Steve died, the outpouring of love was amazing. These dollars had come together um, to support us, and we realized, no, we didn't want to use them for us. We wanted to use them to help others. The foundation has done so much for so many people. It helps any, any family that has somebody, rather be a crew member or one of the drivers that get hurt, we can help them to get through the situation. I was injured in an on-wing sprint car accident that broke my neck and left me with a spinal cord injury. In the hospital eight months and that got really, really expensive. So having that extra help to help push me and my family forward was a big deal. Yes, Steve's death is the reason the foundation exists, but it's Steve's life and it's the lives of racers everywhere is the reason we are able to do the work we do. Go harder, faster, stronger with Rod and Supply. Whether you are running industrial, farming equipment, or a race car, Rod and Supply has the assortment of rod ends, radius rods, and specialty products that will help you lead the field in performance. Our superior design means our rod ends last longer and perform better, giving you the edge on the track and saving you money. Contact Rod and Supply or order online today at rodandsupply.com. We don't just sell them, we race them. Rodandsupply.com, serving the racing community for over 30 years. Welcome back. It's mostly motorsports. It's all brought to you by Rod and Supply, featuring the Power Eye Midwest Lightning Sprints. They'll be racing down at Electric City Speedway this Friday night. So get down there and check them out. And joining us now on the show is a good friend of the Racing Boys, Trenton Barry. Trenton, how you doing, buddy? Hey, uh, things are uh, things are going well. Glad to be with you here this week. Yeah. So. Um, Let's let's talk about Tim. He 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 had a hell of a weekend, didn't he? Oh my gosh, man! And he, so what was crazy? Uh, he he darn near the only race he didn't win. He ran second, and he was was really close to to uh, to winning that one too. He uh, he got up off the bottom there late in the race, trying to see if maybe there was a better place to be. And uh, Jim Chisholm got underneath him. Great young up and coming racer. And, 
Yeah, two firsts and a second. Uh, won this event the year before. I'd say if you had to pick an odds-on favorite in a dirt modified at Ogilvy Raceway, there's nobody better in America right now than uh, than Jake Tim to go run that racetrack. It was, it, it was, it was a clinic. I'm gonna be right honest with you. It was just a clinic. He chased down Tyler Wolf Saturday night, and and passed him. They had a yellow. Restarted out front. Drove away. It just. He he did everything he needed to do. He had a he had a career type weekend there for sure. Yep. Uh, just watching the way he was uh, circulating around that racetrack, he got down to the Cir- bottom of the racetrack. Circulating, circulating. Yeah. He, he he was working that bottom in one and two to perfection. But that's a slick racetrack, and it looks like a technical racetrack too. Yeah, so it is it is slick. It's a lot slicker typically than like you'd see at Deer Creek Fountain City. Uh, Cedar Lake, so you know some of those places we go to in that that pocket of the country, Ogilvy would definitely be considered more more slick typically uh, than those. So you're you're dead on on that one. Uh, good good eye catching that for sure. Yeah. And um, you know it's got got a little bit. It's got fairly long straightaways. It's not a not a huge track by any means, but um, it's it's cool. It's a great place, man. We. They packed that crowd out Saturday night. So I don't know. I, I put on Twitter. I don't know if you guys saw it or not, but I, I love taking these grandstand photos on these big nights. You know, these Saturday night finales and things. And man, had a huge crowd there Saturday night, and they had a bunch of people in the suites too. So just cool. It's just fortunate to be part of those events, you know, and, and thrilled that people want to come out and see that style of race. And we um, we got rained out there Thursday to get the weekend started so it kind of took a little bit to get going it was uh it was wild because all day and and leading up to it the thursday night looked good and then man they just it just brewed up a storm out of nowhere and and yeah. just busted down on the racetrack and fortunately lost the racetrack hung around about an hour or so and, and just trying to see if maybe they could get it rolling again the track's not in any sort of municipality so we could have raced late that night if we needed to right and they just couldn't couldn't get the equipment on there to get it packed back on they put a road grader on that couldn't get through the corner down on the bottom of the track so not not anything they could do and so we had we had a long night friday but we had to pick up the rest of the program so it was a it is a great great deal though man what a great race yeah did did rodney sanders have anything for jake tim and he said he said he wished he'd won a little harder earlier, and I figured Rodney would probably conserve early, figure out his car versus everybody else's and where he needed to be. Uh, but he, he said that, he said at the end, not really, but he he was back a little ways. So I I don't know, you know, coulda woulda shoulda maybe, but but he he had had a great run there in the finale. But uh, said he felt like he could have maybe if he but he was would have had to have went really hard early in the race and. Man, Tyler Wolf just got—he got out there so far, even out front of Jake Tim, so early right there. It looked like Wolf was going to run away, and and Tyler, Tyler had a great weekend all the way around. I, I've talked a lot about him in previous weeks with you guys, saying how how fast he is. And he is incredibly fast right now. Right. Um. And and he 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 kept a level head this weekend. He ran a great race. He, I didn't see anything out of him that, that was not superb this weekend too. So I give a call to him. He was. He was really fast all weekend as well. So he started 10th, and he ends up winning that race. That's a 50-lap race. That worked in his favor, didn't it? Yeah, for sure it did. You know, and, and we don't see, you know, so so the top eight redraw. So it doesn't really matter where you qualify inside of the top eight, just as long as you just got to get in that top eight. And 
then you, you see your fate at the trailer at intermission with the uh, with the poker chips. So uh, we don't see just a ton of winners outside of the redraw. Well, we get them occasionally. Rodney Rodney came earlier this year. He came from 16th or 17th out of a B main and did it. And, uh, but yeah, to see them see the winners come out of the redraw is definitely. I would put that on the less typical side mm-hmm. um, when when you look over all the races through the course of the year. So yeah, I mean the car was car was dialed in 100%. What here's what's cool about Jake Tim as well. So they own a, a business called OFI Performance and it's it's an engine shop up in Winona, Minnesota. Um, their family's also in the uh, machine tooling industry. So they build well, and this they, is kind of they build their own motors well, then, right? So well, so so some. So Jake doesn't he doesn't from scratch build his late model engines. He works on them when he needs to. Yeah. But he from scratch, from just bare parts, he builds and assembles and puts his combinations together in all of his mod motors, and I think that's pretty cool. Yeah. Uh, talk more about uh, Chisholm. He uh, won one of those uh, preliminary races uh, earlier. Yeah. Just, uh, talk more about him. Just a uh, man, a huge up and comer. I don't I don't really know. I don't really know where the limit is for Jim and his, his brother Joe. His brother Joe wasn't racing this weekend, but he was there crewing on the on the car for Jim. And um, and those Chisholm boys, they are the future of the USMTS. There's no doubt about it. This Jim Chisholm, he's like 19, 20 years old. He's already winning USMTS races. He's running up front. They're farm kids, Kirk, and you can appreciate this being from Iowa. I talked to Darlo, the tech guy, a little bit about this. Darlo had a really interesting take on why Jim is so good. He, he said, Darla, Darla said, you know, these farm kids, he said, they, they spend their whole life, they work on things, they have to fix equipment, and they have to go figure things out mechanically no matter what it is. And he said they're usually, uh, they're usually pretty diverse in what they, they go work on, you know, when, when you think about what a, what a farm would entail. And he said, so he said he felt like Jim took every bit of his upbringing and has, has applied it to this race car. And he, and what I think when, after Darlo said that is it's really wild to think about, you know, a lot of these racers are just put in a box by what they can order from the parts catalog. And so you take somebody like Jim, who's a really a free thinker and incredibly mechanically inclined in the, you know, the, he has no limits to what he can do except conform in the rule book, man, you can, you can push gray areas. You can try things. You can think differently than the rest of your competition. And his car's got a little bit of a different attitude on the racetrack. And I'm not smart enough to tell you why or what in that regards, but it just, sometimes it just looks a little different. And he just, he's a heck of a racer, but he is really intelligent, especially for as young as he is. What happened to him in that race on Saturday night? So he had a he had a left rear flat, and it happened right in front of me. I was right over there at him at the car when they went to go change it, but the, it wasn't a flat like that. He didn't smoke the tread on it. So I I almost wonder early in the race he had a hit a little quarter panel damage on the left side, and they one of the yellows they stopped, and, and Ryan Staley Todd's boy pulled it out on the front stretch, and. It wasn't really a spot. It didn't look like he had any sort of tire rub at all when they went back green. I, I can't say for certain that, that he didn't. Um, I, I went to go look at the tire, and they hauled the tire back off to the, the four-wheeler and the, the hot pit there in the infield, and I wasn't able to get a good look at the tire what happened. But he had a, he had a left rear tire uh, went down on him there late. was 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 the cause for pushing him back a little further at the finish. 
did he burn it off? Was the tire burnt off? He didn't. No, it was not. So that's that's what was wild. Was it had plenty of tread on it all across it. Mm-hmm. I did get to see that. What I what I never got a chance to look at. I never got a chance to look at the sidewall, and I never got a chance to really see if the you know if the if they bent the wheel, maybe knocked it off the bead. If it, if it was wheel, right? You know, if it's a screwed up wheel that did it, I, I I couldn't tell that. I I tried, and then we had to go back green so quick, and then the race was over. So I didn't right. I didn't get to go as in depth there as I wanted. Right. You know, Kirk and I went out to uh, Eldora last week. I don't know if you know that or not, but we were out there and oh, yeah. and we watched uh, Logan Schuhart pick up the million dollars. What do you think about racing for a million dollars? So we sat we sat and watched the race, uh, having dinner Thursday night there after we got rained out in the restaurant we were at, and uh, man, I thought that was a it's a high water mark for dirt track racing, and it. It shows the power of streaming. It shows the influence that streaming has, and it shows how streaming is going to continue to push the industry forward because there's no way that happens without streaming. Zero. Zero percent chance you race for a million dollars on a Thursday night without streaming. And it was really, really, really impressive. I'm I'm not going to lie to you guys. I was was awfully proud of what, what ourselves and others in the industry do um and the impact that it makes on racing and you know for every one of those that you get from these promoters that they're debbie downers and screwing up my racing and blah 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 blah, blah. they just want a verbal diarrhea to death about all the reasons that it's not working we race for a freaking million dollars on a thursday right um just unbelievable just so you know kirk and i are going to leave that up to everybody else that wants to stream races we're out of that business yeah 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 i hear you i, I yeah. appreciate it yeah appreciate we're, it. we're a couple old men you know I, i'm 63 kirk is 67 67 and, and we're just that? we're just a little too old for this business anymore we're, we're here's, just... here's what's crazy the technology's really picked up in the last couple of years well, really. it's, it's, a, it's, a, it's a whole lot more stable than it used to be. It, you know, you guys know that, that all the potential pitfalls. Um, man, there's it's just so much more dependable than it used to be. And not everywhere. Not everywhere. No, but, I know that. Yeah. Well, I, I was thinking of Batesville Speedway, where you were supposed to be on Saturday night with the ASCS Tour. I'm not sure how dependable that place is. But uh, anyway, yeah, we, didn't see, so we, got, we didn't see the race because it got rained out. We're pretty confident there. Um, we, we're on, man. We're on. We're on some really good stuff right now. Not, not what we used to be. I mean, we we made wholesale changes in our on our program um, to the point that the old stuff we used to use, we just take it and literally, literally throw it to the side and have literally thrown it to the side. So, right. Uh, there, there's no way that stuff's going to see the light of day. And uh, I'm not knocking any company or piece of equipment, but. There's some stuff out there that's really good now, and uh, we, we've been able to get our hands on it. And I'm telling you, boys, it's made all the difference in the world. Yeah. Because uh, I'm kind of like you guys. There there was a point I'm like, it's either going to have to pick up or we're going to have to figure something out. Right. And, and it, it's got, it has got to get better than it is because the, the stress level, every single time you hit the live button, has, has, has got to figure out a way to, to subside a little bit, and it has. Yeah, so. you, you can watch every USMTS event online. 
And you can do that by downloading the apps Roku, Amazon Fire, ISO, Apple TV, or Google Play, right? Yep, that's it. We're in all the, uh, all not all, but basically uh, majority of the app stores and whatnot. And uh, pretty pretty slick. It uh, it all seems to work pretty well. We uh, we had a had a good weekend and looking forward to it. I just had a couple of days home and I'm headed right back to Mason City this weekend. They got a huge three day there, coincides with the fair. I love races in the summer, guys that coincide with county and and municipal fairs. So. Uh, the fair in Mason City is going on this week. That's going to be a lot of fun. And, uh, yeah, then get a chance to catch, catch my breath for a week and head back that way. And then I-70 and Lakeside are right around the corner. Right. Maryland. Mason City Speedway, is lo- it's a third-mile track. It's located 5.1 miles off of I-35 at exit 194 and that's that's how you get to that. Very easy to get to. You don't right. even have to go into town before you get to the race. Right. Oh, it's great, and they built a brand-new Quickstar gas station right there at the corner, so everything your heart desires right on your, your way into the racetracks right there, too. So. Yeah, that's a Kirk, great racetrack. All your years, did you, did, you, did you ever do the Mason, the fair there in Mason City? I've, I've never been yep. to the actual fair before. But. Yes, sir. We, we, long time ago. Yep. Long time ago. I got you. Like 40 years ago. Didn't, didn't we do a race up there at Mason City? Uh, I don't know if you, if we did or not. We I, did it at I, I think Webster we did. City. Webster have. City, you did. Yeah. Uh, Webster City. Hey, it's so more Kirk, like forty-five Kirk, Kirk, years Kirk. ago now, Trenton. More like forty-five years you. ago when I was at the fair up there. Yeah. Long time Scott ago. I probably won't care for this, but but Kirk, you'll like this. So Wednesday night there, uh, it's not all just racing at the fair there. Shenandoah is going to play Wednesday, so you, you know I'm all about that. Hey, yeah, get, we're going up to Iowa Speedway this weekend. Who who are the acts up there? Okay, how how it works out is Carrie uh, Underwood is the opening act before uh, Saturday's race, which starts at two o'clock in the afternoon. After that, Kenny okay. Chesney will play. Oh boy! And then on yeah. Sunday, you got the Zach Brown Band opening the race and Ed Sheeran to close it out. How about that? And that's, that's uh, that race on Sunday starts at one thirty in the afternoon. That's so awesome. That that's cool. I, How I much money do you think they, they got to shell out for that. that? Huh? That that's real money uh, right there. I, I guarantee Ed Sheeran's a few million. Uh, Carrie Underwood's probably a mil, mil to two. Uh, Zach Brown band yeah, doesn't several. bring much. High V is uh, footing the, a lot of the bill for this. That's not cheap. I bet. I bet Zach Brown's three quarters to a mil. Uh, what? Else, what? Else, who's the other one you said there? Zach Brown band. Zach Brown band. They're probably. Yeah. Oh yeah. They're probably offsetting yeah, it high. with their with their tour because what they do is Hy-Vee or, or will book them on their tour, and so everybody's scratching everybody's back on the next. 2024, 2025, 2026 tour. So big crowd up there. They probably won't get pinched for the full million that way. But yes, at a million dollars, will probably cost them in the long run by all the time they use all their. I bet. I, I bet you. I bet you had Sharon for a mill. He'd probably. Yeah. Probably laugh at you though. He's he's in the midst of a world tour. He's selling out. Abs- absolutely. How about Ed Sharon? Yeah, that guy is going to get oh, yeah. a lot of That's money. That's what we're saying. He's on the tour right. Yeah. He's on tour right now, right. and he's drawing big. Well, last year they had Tim McGraw, uh, Kenny and they Chesney, had Blake Shelton, yeah, and right. they had uh, Gwen Stefani. Yeah, no, that's yeah, year. but uh, but let me tell you, uh, 
what's the, what's the name of the other band that I was just said? Zach Brown Band. Zach Brown Band. And listen, that that, that all those acts right there, that's got to cost at least two million dollars. They're all headliners. Yeah, they're all headliners. Like yeah. I said, I think they'll. Oh, Kenny Chesney. More, more can you that. imagine what Kenny Chesney <laughs> brings? Yeah. Kenny Chesney is one of the biggest acts in the country. He plays he? out here at Arrowhead Stadium. Yeah. Right. They probably split oh, yeah. a purse of probably a. It's probably a five million dollar purse, and they split it, and then they offset that with their touring because High V has arenas all over the country, so. You know, they'd be like, when you come to right. such such so and so you place, we're going to cut you a deal on this, and and so yeah, I'm, I like you said, Trenton, it's it's a million bucks easy for each one. I'm I'm looking at probably you're probably looking at five million dollars for the four acts, and they'll offset yeah. everything. But yeah, you're looking at a five million dollar payout probably just for for music venue alone. Yeah. And I'd, I'd say Sharon probably builds the highest of all four. Absolutely, of those, yeah. maybe not, but pro- but probably him. Him and uh, Carrie Underwood I, I, I think, are both. I think Kenny Chesney w- might be right up there. They're all three yeah. stadium tour people. Because so. they he just they're sold a, out. Listers and music. Yeah. Hey Trenton, let me ask you something about the Chiefs. Yeah. What do you think about this kid from Tulsa? This Prince kid. Man, I don't know much about him to be honest, but um, let me tell you, hopeful. he he averaged <laughs> hopeful. He averaged five point eight yards a carry at Tulsa. Yeah, and he had seventeen hundred yards he ran in one year. And I'm hopeful. Hopefully, he can be a great backup. I no, he's not going to be the backup. He's going to be the lead running back before it's all said and done. You watch and see. I'm telling you, if you're gonna if you're gonna be that Jay Pacheco, you better rip his ACL straight out of his knees. That's what I was uh, gonna I, say. I, I'm, I'm gonna tell you, he's better than Pacheco. I don't know about that. Oh, Pacheco it, is a machine. I'm telling That's you, he's gonna be better than Pacheco. He might be. Well, they lost. That'd be the a great problem to have. Tennessee. What makes you so sure of that? Uh, I've done a little research on him, and I've talked to some people that live down in Tulsa. And they said this kid is a stud, that he, he is definitely going to take over the job of Pacheco. All right, we're so going to hold you to it. Two running backs, though, you know what I mean? So I, I think it's great. We need two elite running backs. That's yeah. all the teams that win have at least one elite running back. So, man, if we could have two, that'd be even better. Well, cheap contracts. they say he runs a lot like Pacheco. Perfect. Yeah, perfect. Perfect. All right, bud. Well, I, yeah, I can't wait. Did you? Hey, did you guys? Did you guys watch quarterback yet? I've only watched one episode. I I watched the preview, and let me tell you, guys. Quarterback? Yeah, it's the most awesome. Yeah. It's they they everybody's talking about I, I, it. I don't even know about it. It's what is on, it? It's Netflix. on Hulu. Yep. Hulu and Nep- I think it's Hulu. Are they right? Netflix. Netflix. Netflix yeah. Netflix. So um, yeah. they follow Marcus Mariota, Kirk Cousins, and our own Patrick, Patrick Mahomes. Mahomes, and Patrick's stealing the show on this thing. Trust me on this. Yeah, so I, I haven't got all the way through it yet. I only watched the first one, but I'm I'm ready once I get a little chance to slow down. A that's on. That's on Netflix. Yeah, it's called Quarterbacks. How many episodes? Yep. Four. Is that right, guys? Or eight? Yeah, I don't remember how many exactly. I think maybe it was eight. Eight. Maybe that was what it was. Four. They released four at a time. There's some. And, there's some 
there's somebody listening to this right now is going, you idiot, it was this many episodes. That's now. right. Sorry. But, let me right. <laughs> <laughs> but it's all the talk on social media right now about Everybody's talking about Trenton, that, that uh, our own Patrick Mahomes, that his story is pretty amazing just to, to watch how they cover this thing. Well, you know, he just oh, yeah. he grew up in the major leagues. Well, like being said. around all those uh, athletes that were superstars. Do we, uh, do we see a little bit closer drama when he get, when he hurt his leg and and yeah, he didn't want to come out of the, the game? And uh, Andy Reid was oh, arguing yeah. with him. Do we see a little more close up of that? All, all of it. They Everything. Had Mike for the entire thing. It's it's right. really it's, cool. It's all in the first episode. All right, I got to watch it. Thanks, Trenton. Yeah, well, it's good stuff. Appreciate uh, you guys. See you. Safe travels right. out there. We'll see you later, and we'll talk to you next week. All right, bye. All right, see bye. There you have it. Trenton Barry joining us here on Mostly Motorsports. Again, it's all brought to you by Rod and Supply, featuring the Power Eye Midwest Lightning Sprints. They're going to be racing down at Electric City Speedway this Friday night, so get down there and check them out. We're going to take a break. When we come back, more of Mostly Motorsports right here on RBN the Racing Boys Broadcasting Network. You're listening to Mostly Motorsports with the Racing Boys. Rod and Supply is involved with a variety of motorsports as well as industrial applications with many different types of products. Since 1989, Rod and Supply has provided superior products priced competitively. Whether you're racing at the circle track or drag strip, rock climbing, or going off-road, Rod and Supply is an assortment of Rod and Radius Rods and specialty products to keep your equipment moving. Rod and Supply's experienced staff is ready and willing to help you with your needs. Their promise is to continue to provide a superior product with superior service so you can stay in front of the field no matter what it is. To learn more, go to rodandsupply.com. Rod and Supply is involved with a variety of motorsports as well as industrial applications with many different types of products. Since 1989, Rod and Supply has provided superior products priced competitively. Whether you're racing at the circle track or drag strip, rock climbing, or going off-road, Rod and Supply is an assortment of Rod and Radius Rods and specialty products to keep your equipment moving. Rod and Supply's experienced staff is ready and willing to help you with your needs. Their promise is to continue to provide a superior product with superior service so you can stay in front of the field no matter what it is. To learn more, go to rodandsupply.com. Here at Specialty Sportswear in-house, we do all of the screen printing, all the embroidery. We do some vinyl. The other add specialty items like your pens, magnets, notepads, calendars. You can actually buy that, build your business, and make it larger. We have the largest screen printing process and the largest embroidery anywhere around in the area. We can do stuff all the way from your school clubs to sports teams, a professional look in the office. If you can imagine it, we can do it for you. Rod and Supply is involved with a variety of motorsports as well as industrial applications with many different types of products. Since 1989, Rod and Supply has provided superior products priced competitively. Whether you're racing at the circle track or drag strip, rock climbing, or going off-road, Rod and Supply is an assortment of Rod and Radius Rods and specialty products to keep your equipment moving. Rod and Supply's experienced staff is ready and willing to help you with your needs. Their promise is to continue to provide a superior product with superior service so you can stay in front of the field no matter what it is. To learn more, go to rodandsupply.com. Race fans, the National Sprint Car Hall of Fame and Museum is open seven days a week, year-round, for you to come in and check out all of the wonderful race cars on display in the museum 
and our online store at SprintCarStuff.com is open 24 hours a day for you to check out everything that we have in stock for Sprint Car fans. Whether it's for a birthday, anniversary, or Christmas, SprintCarStuff.com has it all. That's at the National Sprint Car Hall of Fame and Museum in Knoxville. When Steve died, the outpouring of love was amazing. These dollars had come together um, to support us, and we realized, no, we didn't want to use them for us. We wanted to use them to help others. The foundation has done so much for so many people. It helps any any family that has somebody, rather be a crew member or one of the drivers that get hurt, we can help them to get through the situation. I was injured in an on-wing sprint car accident that broke my neck and left me with a spinal cord injury. In the hospital eight months and that got really, really expensive. So having that extra help to help push me and my family forward was a big deal. Yes, Steve's death is the reason the foundation exists, but it's Steve's life and it's the lives of racers everywhere is the reason we are able to do the work we do. Go harder, faster, stronger with Rod and Supply. Whether you are running industrial, farming equipment, or a race car, Rod and Supply has the assortment of rod ends, radius rods, and specialty products that will help you lead the field in performance. Our superior design means our rod ends last longer and perform better, giving you the edge on the track and saving you money. Contact Rod and Supply or order online today at rodandsupply.com. We don't just sell them, we race them. Rodandsupply.com, serving the racing community for over 30 years. Welcome back. It's mostly motorsports right here on RBN, the Race Boys Broadcasting Network. We can't thank everybody enough for tuning in to the show today. We really appreciate it. And uh, we've got a lot of people listening. I know that uh, we had a pretty good show today. Logan Shuhart was on with us. Chase Rodman was on with us. Trenton Berry was on with us. And we've been trying to get a hold of Jack Wagner and... Uh, we're trying to get a hold of him, but it's not looking good right now. It's not but, looking very good right but now. We talked to him, so if we don't get him today, we'll get him knocked out at some point and might have an extra interview for Saturday morning with a bonus interview for everybody. Right, so yeah. we might have a, a teaser to tune in, so you never know. So, so uh, I sent him a text here just a little bit ago, so we'll see if he calls back. But, so Chris Yance, yeah. uh, my neighbor up the street, lives up on the corner. He says that no way, Pacheco is all heart. I'm telling you, Chris, you got to believe me that this Prince kid is going to overtake Pacheco. And I'm telling you right now, it's going to happen. Okay. We're holding you to it. I'm just telling you. Have you seen this kid play? Uh, all I know is what I've read about him, and he is a stud. The problem. He was an undrafted free agent and they picked him up from Tulsa and he, this kid is average 5.8 yards a carry. That's in college. This is the NFL we're talking about. Uh, it doesn't matter, Kurt. I'm we'll telling see what you. what happens. I'm, uh, I'm just telling you. It's going to happen. Him, it'll take him a while to get into Andy's system because Andy doesn't let any... There's a workout video of him showing him catching passes out of the backfield 
You know, that's the one thing that Pacheco is not really good at is catching balls out of the backfield. I'm I'm just saying. How do you know this kid's any better at it? Well, because they they've got a workout video showing him doing all the workouts and he catches every do they ball. They have videos in a game of him doing that. Just in game action. Just trust me, Kirk. All right. I'm telling you right now that this Prince kid is going to overtake Pacheco. Uh, big win for Tanner Thorson on Saturday night, driving his own race cars now. The former Chili Bowl champion outran another Chili Bowl winner, Logan Seavey, on Saturday night at Fairbury, Nebraska. Pretty good action there and a big night for Tanner Thorson because this is his own stuff that he won in. So uh, congratulations to him. Ryan Timms looked like he was going to be a player in that race. He that, finished in third. That was at Jefferson County right. um, up in Nebraska, right? Exactly. Right. Second of two nights out there. You so. didn't say what track it was. At Fairbury, Nebraska, Fairbury. I said. Yeah. yeah, which is Jefferson County Speedway. You're absolutely correct. Jefferson that. County Speedway. Uh, they only race there once a year during the fair. So, and I think they, well, no, I take that back. They have some, like, micro racing up there on occasion. He, he outrun. This is the biggest event they have all year. He outrun Logan C.V., Ryan Timms, and Cannon McIntosh, and Thomas Miserol. Those were the right. top five. And uh, also on Saturday night, the Diamond Nationals for the Lucas Oil Late Model Series was held at Lucas Oil Speedway, and Superman Jonathan Davenport dominated the race on Saturday night and looks like they might have found something in that 49 car because he looked really good. He, uh, he had them all covered. Uh, and he got it almost got taken out because Dustin Hodges in the 22 car looked like he was going to go in to the infield. And I don't know whether he didn't see Jonathan Davenport the leader, but he ran right into the side of him on the front straightaway with about two laps to go bounced off uh davenport was able to keep the car rolling and get to the finish line but that was a pretty scary situation was that right at L lucas hole speedway at lucas hole speedway mm -hmm. so davenport who started fourth the winner devin moran who was handed the win at the show me 100 uh ran well again in this event started sixth ended up second ricky thornton jr uh not as dominant as we've seen him in recent weeks he finished third Brandon Overton fourth, and Chris Simpson in fifth place. And I want to give a shout-out to our good friend Mike Mahler. He picked up his uh, 22nd wind at Junction City. That was uh, Ponderosa Speedway in Junction right. City, Kentucky. Saturday night's events got rained out. Now this week, uh, the Silver Dollar Nationals will be at Houston Speedway in South Dakota. If you remember in Past years, it was at I-80 Speedway, which is no more. That's moved to Houston Speedway, and they will be racing Thursday, Friday, and Saturday. I think they've got an event on Wednesday night up there, too. So, dirt late models at Houston Speedway this week for the uh, Silver Dollar Nationals. $53,000 to win, and I uh, think that, uh, that'll be something worth tuning in to watch. Um, Kyle Moore wins the final race in the Hell Tour at Wayne County, and Winger ends up winning the championship. And the Hell Tour is finished. It's they got over. a couple of modified dates along with the Prairie Dirt Track Classic at Fairbury here in a couple of weeks, but the month-long Hell Tour has come to an end. 
Yeah. Ashton Winger ended up winning the championship. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Pretty good ARCA race at Iowa Speedway on Saturday night. A good ARCA race? You're kidding me. Good, it, it was. you got to be kidding me. I'm telling How you. How many cars did they have, Kurt? They had 20. 20. 20 cars. Uh, William Solvalich. When, when I raced ARCA, we had 57 cars. I know it, but there were just 20 this time. Uh, Luke it, it, Fenhouse uh, won the race over William Swahalich, who looked like he was going to dominate and run away with it, but Fenhouse took the lead uh, late, like on the last lap, to win. Jesse Love, who won out here at Kansas Speedway and is the points leader right now, finished in third up at yeah. Iowa Speedway. Um, Kyle Clark picked up the uh, OCRS win at uh, at Creek. Did you see that? I did not watch that race. Did you watch it? Nope, I didn't watch it. I just have it in my notes. That's the one I missed. Mm -hmm. So, uh, anyway, it was a bummer. The ASCS National Tour got rained out this weekend. Feature at Thunderbird, wiped out on Friday night, and all the way around at Batesville, Arkansas. Wasn't able to get that show in. So, uh, Did uh, J.D. win at uh, Jonathan Davenport win at Davenport as well? He did earlier in the week. Yeah. This would have been on Tuesday night. Uh, he won the Lucas Hole Late Model Series event up there. So he's got two wins in a row because Friday night's event that was scheduled for Tri-City Speedway and Granite City was rained out. So Davenport's got two wins in a row, and he's the defending champion of the Silver Dollar Nationals. Right. Dusty Zomer picked up the win up at Houston's last night, the 410 sprint car win, uh, driving the 3J car. He started second. And uh, Tyler Drukey, he ended up running from sixth up to second. I thought maybe Drukey might have something for Zomer there in, in that race, but uh, Dusty was just a bit too strong. Mm-hmm. Chase Randall was third, Brooke Tacknell was fourth, and Mark Dobmeyer was fifth. And Chase Randall had a good night at Knoxville on Saturday night, went in the 360 feature up there, passing uh, Garrett Williamson. I, I got to mention, Justin Henderson was sixth. Yeah. With Danny Lasowski as his crew chief. Well, Danny Lasowski was turning wrenches for the Dusty Zomer car. Oh, Zomer. Last night. Yeah. He was? Yes, sir. Hmm. How about that? Ayrton Jenneton was, uh, he ended up running eighth last night. And as we mentioned earlier, Danny the Dude inducted into the Houston Speedway Hall of Fame during a ceremony during the uh, races last night. Yep. We mentioned that Austin McCarl ended up picking up the win at Knoxville, didn't we? We talked about that earlier. Made a run late. His dad, Terry, led early. Then uh, it looked like Davey Heskin was going to be the guy to beat, but uh, Austin McCarl had other ideas. We need to get Mike Marler on. Again, yeah. talk about his uh, 22nd win. Now, I'm not exactly sure where Mike Marler is going this weekend. Uh, last year, he was at the Silver Dollar Nationals at I-80 Speedway, but, uh, you know, he's not married to any one series. So, so might end where up are they going to run that this sure. year, Kurt? The Silver Dollar Nationals. Houston Speedway. You think that would be good? I don't know. You know, that late model race that we watched earlier in the year was pretty good. Yeah. It was. You know, they they haven't run many late model events at Houston Speedway, but last year, if you remember, 
they scheduled a Lucas Hole late model date right ahead of the Silver Dollar Nationals. It was at I-80 Speedway. And that's the first time they'd had a late model race up there in a long time to kind of mm-hmm. test it out. I thought it was a pretty good show. And so it's a much different racetrack than I, the old A80 Speedway. Uh, so it's going to be interesting to see just how it all, all shakes out this weekend. Well, I'm not going to be able to go on Saturday up to the IndyCar race. Can you go Sunday? I could go Sunday. Um, but can you, I, can you make it in time for the races on Saturday night at Knoxville? Well, not really, because my kid has a baby shower going on this weekend. I did not know that. Yeah. Well, congratulations to uh, your daughter. and I'm going to have a grandson. Do you believe it? And that's coming up soon, right? Very soon. Well, you can't miss that. I'm not going to miss that. No. N- no way in hell am I going to miss that. As soon as the show's over on Saturday, I'm heading right straight to Newton, Iowa. You're going to leave from here and head up? Leave from here and head right there. Where are you going to stay? I don't know yet. I was hoping you'd have the motorhome up there at the spot we paid for up there at Knoxville. I'm not going to have it up there. I'm not going to be there Saturday night. I could drive something up there if I had it. You wouldn't let me do that, though, would you? I would never let you drive that truck and trailer up there. Never. Why not? Because you I can do it. Because you've wrecked too many times, Kirk. I've no, no, I've known you. I've known you for twenty three years, and I've known that you've wrecked several times. I it, could pull it up there and no, run you it right could, into the no, you spot. couldn't. No, you couldn't. You couldn't back that thing in there for nothing. There's no way you could back that in there. Can you take it up there before Saturday and have it up there ready to go? No. You're not you're not even gonna do that. No. So why I would gotta, I so why I would have I a place sp- to stay on Saturday night? I I I don't want to drive up there and back in one day. I'll help you do it. Kirk will go right Kirk will drive up there and bring you home. You can sleep on the way back. No, Kirk let me just tell you, Kirk thinks that he can drive big trucks. He hadn't done it since he was on the farm back when he was a kid. You don't trust me, do you? No, I don't. I've seen you wreck. I've watched you run off a dead-end road. I've watched you wreck at several places. I, 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 I'm not taking a chance with my truck. No hey, way. I, I'm part owner of that truck. You know that. I know that. But listen, you can't, you can't handle that, Kurt. Oh, I think I could. No, you couldn't. He could drive the truck. I just don't know about the trailer. He could drive the truck, but not the trailer with it. The trailer's not ours, so that's the other point. And that is that is another point. If he wrecks... It's insured, isn't it? It, it? it doesn't matter if it's insured. That'd be the last time they let you borrow a trailer. They would never loan me another one again if he wrecked it. I'm just telling you. Uh, NHRA was in action out at the uh, Mile High Nationals Man, this weekend. Vandermeer Speedway is going. That was the last was big it. event at Vandermeer Speedway. The owners of that track, the Vandermeer family, are going to shut. They're going to sell that property, and they're going to find another place up by the airport in Denver with a much bigger plot of land to build a new facility. Did you see and that? This weekend, that John the Forsen Mile High... The Mile High Nationals was won by Matt Hagen in Funny Car. 
And the other winners at the Milliken, Mile High Nationals. Coughlin and Herrera. That's right. Right. And uh, that that was a big win for Clay Milliken. We saw him win a race at Heartland Motorsports Park here a few years hey. ago. He's always excited when he wins a race. Let me play this. And me... Gage Herrera in Pro Stock Motorcycle, he's like a machine. Rookie driver, first full year on the series. And he looked like a machine out there yesterday. You want to play this John Force deal? Yeah. Did you hear this interview, Scott? Uh, no, I haven't you, heard Kirk? it. I listened to it this morning. Uh, pretty, pretty. He, he kind of goes through about this track and, and uh, what it means about to him. About Vandermeer Speedway. Yes, sir. Go, go, go full away. screen there, Todd. Let's hear it. Traveled all over the country for their first time and potentially their last time here at Vandermeer. But what do you feel makes this place so special? Well, it's Mount Rushmore. They built this in the side of a mountain. How do you do that? The Vandermeer family, I sat on that hill up in, in, eight, in 79 with my dad and Vandermeer Sr., not the senior today, not John, but his dad. And they're gone now. But we love this place. I want it because I had great crew chiefs, Austin Coyle, Bernie, and others that are with me now. But at the end of the day, this place is important to us. And I understand how the world changes. But look, we packed them in here. And we'll pack them Saturday and Sunday. And I know the world's changing. Everybody needs room and they're building homes. But this thing is something special. This is God's gift. This mythical shit up here okay and that's i'm mad about it not mad at the bannimer family i know they love it sporty and and tammy and all of them so i'm just hey i got down a racetrack when i came here with bannimer i was so poor i had to sleep in his house you know what i'm saying i was a joke and 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 uh then i wanted a bunch of times so i'm excited i'm second that'll get bumped but we're my guys were in the fight Danny Hood for Breezy, this team. And I love racing, and I love this hill. And I want them all to know it. There you go. How about that? That is a pretty good cool place. That was passion right yeah. there, When man. I saw that, I was like, I got if Kirk brings up the, the, the stuff, I'm going to go ahead and pull that interview because it was so good. It's all over social media right now. And let right. me tell you something. That was, from, that was Friday night, obviously, because yeah, that was before the Saturday and Sunday races. And, man. Let me tell you. You know, uh, it's uh, all these uh, NHRA facilities that we've lost over the last couple of years. Absolutely. Houston Raceway Park is gone. Atlanta is gone. Hey. Uh, that, now they're talking about the, the wild horse track down by Phoenix is going away. And there's, I, I, I hate to say this, but Heartland there's. Heartland Motorsports Park. Heartland Motorsports Park could be the next one. Oh, God, I hope not. I, I hate to hear that. Uh, but you know what? They still like Kirk. There, when when we went to those those meetings out there in Lafayette County, they said that they weren't going to run any nitro cars out there. You remember that? Yeah, that was a condition of them getting. That the, was one of the conditions approval. that they were not going to run nitro cars out there. But I got a feeling at I seventy Motorsports Park, right? You're talking yeah. about. But I've got a feeling because it's going to be a quarter mile track, and I've got a feeling that. They're going to renege on that deal. And try to run them. And they're going to try to run them down there. <laughs> because if Heartland Park Motorsports Park closes down. Well, somebody's going to have to take that. Somebody's going to have to take that show. And it, it might be out there at I-70. Yeah, I'd hate to see that leave. Um, yeah. It's but all it, because it, uh, Chris it, Payne got in a dispute with the city over with the, the property taxes. taxes. Yeah, right. Yeah. 
Right. And I, I agree with him on that. I think that they were... Uh, well, they were highly... They valued it too high. Way too high. They're right. acting like it was a property that was being used 365 days a year. Right. And no it doubt. isn't. It doesn't... That ain't how this thing even worked. Chris Payne is in a bad situation yeah. right there. And, like and, and said, I think he owes about $500,000, right? I'm not sure what the number I think, is. I think the number is about $500,000. we got about 17 laps to go in the cup race at New Hampshire. Martin Truex Jr. out in front right now. Leading Joey Logano. Kevin Harvick. Kevin Harvick, Kyle Larson, and Tyler Reddick. So we'll see how that and goes. Christopher Bell rounding out the top ten there. At he was the pole eight. setter. Yes, sir. So yeah, he's, he's but you it. know, at the at the start of that race, Christopher Bell dropped back to twenty nine. He did. He he, dropped. he was twenty nine. Yeah, what happened to him? And, and now he's worked his way back, back up, up to eighth. Eighth. Yep. Seventh. I didn't eight. watch the race early, so I, I listened I didn't know to it a little bit on the way in, but I I didn't wasn't enough to pay attention. So right. Well, when we leave, we'll be listening to this on the way home. So it'll be a good. All right, folks. Thanks for tuning in to Mostly Motorsports again. It's all brought to you by Rod and Supply. And uh, we want to thank our good friends up at the National Sprint Car Hall of Fame and Museum for being a great part of this show as well. And um, if you don't know, uh, Rod and Supply is the uh, founding company of Power Eye Midwest Lightning Sprints. They're going to be racing down Electric City Speedway this weekend on Friday night, right? Friday night. Friday night. So that, that should be good. They had a good group of cars up there at I-35 last weekend, too. Uh, yeah, Stanley Chrysler winning his second feature in about uh, two weeks. So yeah. he's on pretty good roll. Or second win in the last three races. Right. Okay, thanks, everybody, for tuning in to Mostly Motorsports. Again, it's all brought to you by Rod and Supply, featuring the Power Eye Midwest Lightning Sprints. We are done for the day. I'm, Kirk, I'm Scott. He's Kirk. And Todd Surprise, our exceptional producer here at RBN, the Racing Boys Broadcasting Network. We will see you next week right here on Mostly Motorsports. industrial farming equipment or race car rod and supply has the assortment of rod ends radius rods and specialty products that will help you lead the field in performance our superior design means our rod ends last longer and perform better giving you the edge on the track and saving you money contact rod and supply or order online today at rodandsupply.com. we don't just sell them we race them rod and serving the racing community for over 30 years